wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Carter, it has been a tough, tough week for the wisdom uh, we have we are wounded and battered and broken and beaten, but we are we're still coming at you. You know we're not in full force. We're like a you know one legged hooker or something. But a day late, a buck <laughs> short. I'm yeah, writing the report. We're a man down. We don't have Brent this week. We've lost Brent. He's uh, dead. <laughs> there has no, been a death in the family. No, but there has there has actually been a a. a Potential death in the family. Um, yeah, there's mm-hmm. been a potential death in the family. Okay, so it's, it's not confirmed? Well, she's on her last legs by the sounds of things. Oh, it no. appears that perhaps the 1997 Bonneville has finally met its match. <laughs> she may be dead, folks. What's wrong with it? It just gave up on life. Isn't you know, it just it's kind of like it just kind of lost the will to live one day. I don't think of my car in terms of transmission and engine. I think of it in heart, a life form, and and spirit, and calmness. She's still a calm Bonneville, but she just doesn't have the heart anymore. Can we salvage at least like the interior or something? Well, I could live in that interior. I could just <laughs> use the car to live in it. Just wheel it in front of my house, and it's so comfortable. Could wheel the interior into the city and charge five hundred bucks a month. <laughs> now it's got a, a kitchen. I, I kid room. you not, the guy is towing the Bonneville, and I'm sitting in the vehicle in the tow truck as we're towing it to its place of potential the autopsy. <laughs> oh no! And he's like Bonneville, hey, he's like, you like that car? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And he looks at me and I, I Carter, I swear to whatever I believe in. He goes, pretty smooth ride, hey? <laughs> no, real I'm not kidding. Real smooth, yeah. He's just like, pretty smooth ride, hey? I'm like... like as we always say on the show, any old person stops, yeah. They go, smooth ride. I told you the guy at the Fast Gas on Main Street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tried to buy my car. <laughs> just right off the lot, right at the gas no, station. No, I was filling up and he tried to buy it. He was like, I tried to buy a Bonneville and this guy bought it before I could get it. I love those cars. He's like, I already own two. Well, I'll buy it right here. I'll even drive you home. <laughs> some some guy wanted to buy the gas attendant at Fast Gas wanted to buy my Bonneville like two weeks ago. I should have sold it. I should have sold it. And I was just I was just about to put a brand new CD player in the Bonneville. Oh, that one too. Well, no, but I I don't have a line in for my iPhone, right? Oh, how do you listen to me? That's how you listen to music. One of those transmitters, you know. Hmm. Not a fan, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buck up here, and I'm gonna buy a, buy a, 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 a line deck. in kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna buy a fancy Alpine stereo <laughs> deck. Yeah, <laughs> movable faceplate. <laughs> <laughs> Lights up when you drive. David's got a DVD screen that pops out. Yeah, it has like a, a waterfall pattern on it, so it feels like you're driving over a waterfall. Um. But so I was about to do it, and the last time I put a CD player in my old car, like a week later, it got T-boned and written off. <laughs> so it was almost fate that I didn't. But we think it's bad. We think it's bad. So 
If you're out drinking tonight, pour out a little liquor for the Bonneville. The guy even knew what year it was, too, in the tow truck. He's like, that in 97? I was like, yep. Smooth ride. Yeah. 300,000 kilometers on her. Holy moly, really? Wow. That's impressive. I miss her. I think I'm just going to go sleep there tonight. I'm surprised that the Bonnie doesn't have another tracking system on how old it is. It's like how many minutes of music listened to. <laughs> how many hours. But it, I wish it would have lasted a little bit longer, but it could have made it through. It, but if I would have went on tour with it and it broke down, that would have been a disaster. Now so, you have to get like a semi to make up for all the, the lost room. The luxurious space. Well, I do have a van that I can use. It comes with a like registered sex offender sticker you could put right on it. You know, it's just like this is a creepy pervert van. Go How many on windows? tour. Windows regulations have changed. You must have five windows in the back. It's such a creepy van, but <laughs> if that's what I got to take on tour, that's what I'll take. Just on tour, uh, uh, what's it called? Someone who goes around town by town, a drifter, a gallivanting gypsy. I'm a gypsy. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I should just do all summer is just drive around Canada and be like, can I play a show here tomorrow night? And then now you have a big time video that we can post to the blog. <laughs> oh, some, you had to go there. Here comes some wisdom. Blogspot.com. No, people will be impressed. It's very well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never, I never pimp the uh, music side of things, but right now, if you go to, uh, yeah, here comes some wisdom. Blogspot.com. The video will yeah. be there. Or if you go to, my website, which is changing in the next couple days, but uh, yeah, trevorgordonmusic.com is the new one. That's not up yet. Or trevorgordonandthenighthounds.com. Nighthounds is one word, but it's all one word because it's a URL. But you can see my website and stuff, and we just relaunched that, and I have a video shot in Toronto. and It's pretty cool, except that it's actually hilarious if you know me because I look like a total diva being all into it and stuff. You know, I'm all emotional. Whitney Houston circa 1995. It's not that bad, but that's, <laughs> but you know, that's, but like, you that's gotta how do I, it. you gotta do it. That's how I am when I play though. You know, like yeah. I never sit still with the guitar. I'm always moving and shaking and holding the guitar and get like, I just, if I just stood there and played the guitar, like that would be a false representation of what I do because I can't sit still. Like you gotta just, go more crazy in your video than you do on stage. That's any, not possible. Any rock video, you know, playing a solo and stuff like that. They're just like, you know, got the guitar behind their back, above their head. Yeah, that's still true. Ripping. Then uh, then on stage, it's very controlled. Mm, gotta, so, gotta hit this note right, yeah. So the song is called Running Free and... Uh, Running Free or with a G? It's with a G. Okay. Running Free. Trevor Gordon, Running Free. Wow, yeah. Brent goes away and <laughs> comes to commercials. <laughs> yes, I just... I've <laughs> Brent is... Uh, the, the the watchdog on this yeah he keeps us real show. trust me i've got a segment of brent let's if brent approves us to talk about it it's gonna be a great segment but i don't think he'll give us permission because brent brent never lets things get personal no he's very secretive let's just out his last name right here mcintosh brent mcintosh <laughs> well we should have found somebody we hate named brent and said that was their name it's not mcintosh um brent simpson <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Brent Simpson. <laughs> I know, me too. Now, so Brent, where's Brent? 
Well, that's the question, isn't it? The Million Dollar Man can't come on the podcast because he's got to go shopping in the States. <laughs> the land Ooh, of opportunity. Cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Cup of coffee. I got to go to the States to shop because I'm Brent. No, <laughs> oh, Brent, does, Brent doesn't allow his location to be known, so he could be in Washington or New York or Montana or Michigan. He's probably in some giant adidas outlet store at a strip mall on the side of a highway eating like kfc what's that place the ultimate kfc place carter Oh, fergus falls fergus he's probably in fergus falls kfc by a strip mall buying adidas outlet clothing by the truckload now i've got a problem with outlet stores everyone's got that's all it is they're so cheap you know what you we have a reebok outlet store here in winnipeg and there's just like a hat that says like 2006 gray cup champs i'm like it's just black too. It's like who won the Grey Cup in two thousand six? Like the Eskimos or something? Just have a hat that says "Go Team." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And my dad bought a, a sweet Rex Grossman NFL Premier Chicago Bears jersey for five bucks. Did so. they pay him to take it? Oh no, <laughs> it's in my closet now. He wore it to a Bears game, and he's like, "Carter, it's lots in your you closet. can have this now." <laughs> oh well. Do you, so do Brett you is shopping in the states, Mister America. <laughs> Captain America. Oh, man. Remember when that was a thing when you were a kid? No. <laughs> Somebody's family was going shopping to the States. I never got to go shopping to the States. Me neither. We are not shopping in the States, kids. I got nope. to go pick mushrooms in the bush with my mom. That was my shopping in the States. You're going to pick mushrooms. <laughs> Here's a pail. Go. Go shopping in the States. I mean, the forest over there. <laughs> yeah, I lived some Zelda stuff. You know, I was like a little Link. Yeah, Running around the forest. Caves. I even had the rat hair. Um, but yeah, I remember the first time I went to the States shopping actually with Brent, as I believe. On a football trip. And I was excited to go shopping in the States. Football and I went trip. there and it was like, it was just hell. It was just a big mall of strip malls. I mean, a strip mall of outlet stores. But none of them connected. So you had to walk outside for everything. So it's like, let's build a giant mall that's connected, except not connect any of the stores. So you get none of the advantages of a mall, but you have to deal with, and like an outlet store people, are you kidding me? That's Costco, but like specified (laughs) to the, each outlet store has its own Costco, Costco kind of type, like the Reebok Costco person, you know? Yep. Yep. A vicious crowd, and Mall of America is the most overrated place on earth. It's like, uh, well, we've got so many stores, yeah, because you've got like five champs sports stores <laughs> oh. on each level. And if you so, I want to, I'm going to the Twins game tonight. Joe Maurer is my favorite player. I want a Joe Maurer jersey. He's you know, born and raised in Minnesota, star player, hundreds of million dollar contract. I'm gonna buy his jersey. I had to go to all five champs stores to find his jersey. <laughs> You know, if, in the case there was one big champ store where they had everything. It would all be there. No, but it's all the same crap in the same store repeated five times. Yet the one item you're specifically looking for. Good luck. And then I go into the Nike store to check out like some new LeBron James shoes or something. It's like, oh, we don't have basketball shoes. We're Nike running. Or like, where's Nike basketball? Oh, it's not in this mall. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. What? They have a, Nike is basketball. Well, apparently not there. Oh. So... 
And before anybody emails me in, I've heard since that they have installed the Nike basketball store. But at that time, I just want Chipotle. Some. That's all I want. Oh, I did get Chipotle there. Never mind. Mall of America. Yeah, you awesome. gotta go get Chipotle <laughs> in the states and put an extra carnitas. Carnitas. Carnitas, which is the joke. <laughs> Only me and Trevor will get. But everyone should listen to this ESPN podcast to get that joke. Um. So. <laughs> Carter, you had some emails to talk about? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no, yes? <laughs> this is the ultimate in uh, self-degradation. My God. I Did was you cleaning. send yourself emails? I was copied on this one. I did. Okay. So I was going through some old emails, cleaning it up. And for the most part, the way I speak is consistent with how I speak now in emails except for this one about five years ago that Trevor I sent to you and I also sent it to Brent and I also sent it to our friend Kyle too and a listener Darcy <laughs> subject all caps the deals the deals <laughs> so here's how it starts hey <laughs> hey <laughs> hey dudes <laughs> nice Check out this Zeller's flyer that I found online. Oh, I remember this email. (laughs) I've copied this email. The sales start on Saturday. I can pick anyone up who needs a lift. Or Trevor, (laughs) since you're not in town, I could get you a game. Hmm, which one would that be? I don't know. Maybe, all caps, Madden. (laughs) Oh, and those who can't see the picture attached, here's what's on sale. Two Wii games for $45. <laughs> PlayStation 2 Slim Hardware, $100. Regular $130. And I just keep on going off like Game Boy Advance Player's Choice Games, $5 off. And then so... um, <laughs> It's so pathetic. It is. And then I say, okay, hopefully this is not a typo. I'll call around and confirm this. But seriously, Madden 07, WarioWare, We Play, Metal Slug, Excite Truck, Sonic, SSX. Yeah, like half those games suck. <laughs> no. You love terrible video games. Plus any GameCube games that you missed out on. Jeez, that PS2 is looking good too for $100. And then I put in brackets. Oh, I wish I weren't such a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> oh my god. And then I say... That's one of the lamest emails. It is. Super Paper Mario, April 9th. You guys got to get that one. And then I say, yours in scooping out Nintendo deals, Carter, exclamation, exclamation. Now, Did that anybody of, reply to you? No, that's what I told about. Told Janelle about this day. She's like... No one cared. Nobody replied to you, did they? And I was like, nope. <laughs> so... <clears throat> this is a trend I noticed for about two weeks. I would say, you know, instead of yours truly, I would say yours in. So in this case, I did yours in scoping out Nintendo oh, deals. Oh, so it's like yours in some kind of yeah. niche. And, yours and, in uh, yours in Nike running. Yeah. <laughs> and so another one I sent out that month to everybody again, the, the Carter mailing list was uh, about the Resident Evil 4 Wii commercial. And it said yours, yours in... Sh- in... <laughs> yours in Chicago typewritering. 
Oh, <laughs> which was a gun in the game, I guess. It took me about five minutes to remember that. But back to the Zeller's email. Who who remembers I, guns in Resident Evil? Mm, I didn't. I didn't. Who would who would name a band after a gun in Resident <laughs> Evil? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of any other guns. <laughs> Red, Red nines. nine. Red nines. Okay, Wait, so, so another email. About twenty minutes later, I emailed everybody again. Subject line: <laughs> You're just cap- that desperate. All capital letters. Oh snap! <laughs> you. That's your subject. Yes. What are you? Sixteen. I guess so. It was. It was 2007. Oh snap! Was pretty big at that time. I guess. If you were a little girl. Oh yeah. So I wrote. Sorry guys, I talked to Zellers. Only Zelda is on sale. Well, See, I don't you, know. You were so excited you called Zellers. You're like, Zellers, is this true? And Zellers said, <laughs> not true. I called corporate headquarters. I don't know. Maybe I should still buy a PS2 for $100. It is a DVD player. Oh, please talk me out of it. Did anyone reply back to talk you out of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just delete. So there. Those are my emails. Pretty good, I'd say, hey? Yeah, you're lame. But Carter, I've done lamer things. And it's like only five years ago. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, that's a little painful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've changed. I like to think those You've are my You've gone done days. changed. Yeah. Oh, Trevor? Okay. Carter. Yes. I hear that when you moved out of Toronto, somebody moved in. Yeah, you know, we got a new roommate there, but there was it used to just be three people living in the uh, the house on Roxton, but now there's four. There's um, a giant terrifying raccoon apparently has made its way into our balcony somehow living in the in the roof slash balcony slash walls of our house there's a giant raccoon like eating its way through our house i saw a picture there's like dirty paw prints just like on the ceiling of the overhang on the porch yeah straight up it's like a monster has moved into the house and the landlords refuse to believe it's a raccoon even though there's like giant paw prints and like a a raccoon sized hole ripped out (laughs) of the porch doesn't it have a name I don't know. I I think I could find the name if you give me one second here, because uh, I know my friend. They started naming it. <laughs> it's like a pet almost now. Well, I mean, you know, it's been like working its way into our house for like two years, <laughs> and finally it got in. Like it just ripped the it ripped the porch right open. It was like that's it. I'm in. It was trying to be sneaky before. Let's see. And are you allowed cats and dogs at this place, or is it a strict animal? Free? No. Let's see this. I wonder if the, the raccoon wears a towel around the house all day. Well, see, <laughs> who wears a towel around the house? Not this guy. Um, I am a nudist. I'm sure of it. Certain. But um, seriously, clothing. Who needs it? Uh, there is definitely a raccoon in the porch, and we think it has given birth. Oh no. Amy named it Bernie and Alex named it Phil, so we call it Bernie Phil. 
It chirps daily nonstop, and Miguel refuses to believe it's a raccoon and thinks it's squirrels. But crazy Elena thinks it's for sure raccoons. Who knew she'd be the voice of reason at this time? Unlikely voice of reason. Miguel, if you're listening, you got to do something about that. Yeah, Miguel, get off your rocker. Literally. The show is influential, let me tell you. Before we had the show, if I wanted to make a gag or a skit or a sketch, I'd ha- I'd email it out to about five people. But now I've got a you know, worldwide audience, so I'd like to bring back some of those emails. This is called <laughs> Analyzing <laughs> Poison. Oh, what? <laughs> the way I mocked this up before and sent it to everybody about five years ago was I scanned in a an exam I wrote at the University of Manitoba and I, I like photoshopped it all out and pasted <laughs> it all there so it looked like like a real course like an English uh, course I remember this okay question one multiple choice hit me the 20th century has seen some of the greatest poetic minds such as W.B. Yeats T.S. Eliot E.E. E. Cummings and B. Michaels which <laughs> of the following were written by Brett Michaels A. Septembering arms of year extend, less humbly wealth to foe and friend than he to foolish and he to wise, offered immeasurable is. That could be on native tongue. <laughs> so I'm going to circle that one as a maybe, maybe right now. That's on my maybe list. B. <laughs> and would it have been worth it after all, after the cups, the marmalade, the tea, among the porcelain, among some talk of you and me? Okay, well, that is the love song of jail for Poof Rock. And see, she's got pizzazz like a razzmatazz. <laughs> I'd like to slide it in, but where do I begin? Waste all my money. Waste all my time. I ain't got no love. I can't change her mind. Blame it on you, Brett. Michaels is stuck. Blame it on you, Brett. Michaels, shut up. Blame it on you. Can't get through. Sorry. What song's that? <laughs> Man, you're good with lyrics. I don't know what song that is, and I wrote this exam. I'm the professor of this. I know every poison lyric. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Next, what's the other one? That might that one might be a poison lyric. I think maybe what's D. (laughs) That's it. It's A to C. Oh well, I'm gonna go with C. Okay. From blame it on you. You'd be correct. Off of look what the cat dragged in. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> question two, three, and four deal with this following paragraph. Right. Poison is in the studio recording a new song slated to come out in summer 2007. Oh, the original there's their lineup, first mistake. <laughs> the original lineup has finished writing the song and just need to put the finishing touches on the recording. Question two. It is CeCe DeVille's turn to record the <laughs> solo. He A, plays something tasteful. B, Ends on the wrong note in brackets. C on Skinny Bop, where he totally ends on the wrong note. C starts strong, then crashes and burns with some uncontrolled alternate picking. Or D B and C. <laughs> D. Yes. Absolutely. CC Deville could single-handedly ruin any song. It always starts off good too, though. Like you know, like. Um, Every rose has its thorn and stuff, you know. It's just like a couple, couple bands here and there that is like, whoa! I forgot oh. this is the eighties. <laughs> and if back. you see them, if you see them live, though, oh, I did. CC Deville just, live just litters all over everything. You could he just waste. He just takes a song and he. It's like it's like if you could just put a song up 
and shoot it with a machine gun. That's what C.C. DeVille no, does to songs with his guitar. It's like just a piano. No, give me something tuba. Look at me, sweet guys. It's like basically when you go to jam and someone goes like, guys, guys, look at this. Look what I can do. <laughs> Except he's doing it up on stage in the arena. Yeah, in front of thousands of people that yeah. paid $45 oh. to get in like I did in 2003. Okay, three. Bobby Dahl's turn to lay down the bass. He, A, plays a walking bass line. B, noodles the jazz fusion ref. C, throws down a G mixolydian modal turnaround scale. D, <laughs> rides hammers a G note for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> is it a G? I said rides the E string. So that yeah, that's what Bobby Dahl would do. Just in the third fret. That's Bobby Bobby Doll would hammer that E string. <laughs> Bobby Doll is the the champ of playing the bass with one hand because he doesn't even need to use anything else. He's like, I got an E string. I don't care about anything else. Listen to this. <laughs> Eight minutes later. Okay, I'm gonna give you a little taste of something just for a sec, okay? Yep, yep. I'm gonna just off the top of my head. There's a song by Poison called Nothing But A Good Time. I think and I'm going to do an imitation of it accurately, I swear. And you're going to count how many things Brett Michaels says before he even starts singing the lyrics, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to press play in my brain, and then Nothing But A Good Time is going to play. So right now, three, two, one, play Nothing But A Good Time, go. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Now he goes, this doesn't count. Now listen. (laughs) And then he starts singing. How many things were there? Nine? I think, yeah. So, Brett Michaels does nine ad-libs before the song starts. And I would I would bet my soul on that I got every single one of those right. We're going we're gonna to have to cue up the music. And bet my soul that I got every Brett Michaels ad-lib. I can even do a, you know when he does the thing with his cheek? When he like licks his finger and goes, ah. <laughs> I can do those in time. Uh, so it's, okay, it's what, you got some more poison questions? It's finally time to re- for Brett to record his lyrics. He sings about A, the current political climate of the Middle East. B, social commentary. Max masked in a sophisticated imagery. C, living it up. Chicks. And telling the man where to go. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I think it's all of the above. All of the above? And it's Come just on. like obvious that it's C, but 
really it's like so deep that well there is some political you know something to believe in has all kinds of political although it's not middle eastern my best friend died a lonely man some palm springs hotel bed <laughs> and he was a vietnam vet right and his yeah yeah <sighs> the bullets they took his best friend in saigon and then our lawyers they took his wife and his kids no regrets in a time i don't remember but in a war he can't forget <laughs> Maybe I've underestimated Brett. Brett Michaels laid it down Springsteen on that song. Yeah, he did. He really Charlie, did. It's my man and then Charlie what was the Sheen's second option? Song. Uh, that was it. Social commentary masked in sophisticated imagery. Well, what's the first one? The current political climate of the Middle East. Oh, I'd say the current political climate in war is more of AK. What's the other one? Social commentary? Yeah. Oh, what kind of social commentary is... Well, for example, Valley of Lost Souls. There's a lot of Good deep. Tune. There's a lot of yeah, struggles about, about how LA, you know, about how a city climate. really works from the dark undergrounds, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's there's some pretty sophisticated. It's it's very much a uh, welcome to the jungle esque philosophy. I've never understood why Axel talks about being like strapped to a chair in a gas chamber in the middle of that song, but <laughs> we'll save that for another day. I'm just rocking back and forth in my chair. I just can't wait for this podcast to, to be over and go listen to some poison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some uh, part two of the exam. Fill in the blanks. You're out for supper with Brett Michaels and decide to share a pizza. You want mushroom. Well, he wants Hawaiian. Since you can't agree, you decide to flip a coin. Brett picks blank. How do I not know this? Heads just can't. It's like heads win, tails you're gonna lose. He picks heads because of yeah, fallen angel. Fallen angel. Yes. Big, big mama's fallen oh, angel. Carter, you almost <laughs> stumped me on a poison lyric. Oh, that's a good one, Dad. Man, okay. last one. How many times have we burned our bridges? Ah, uh, that is a trick question. No. Because that's off of the Native Tongue album. <laughs> it is. And that doesn't count. Native <laughs> yeah. Tongue is not poison. But that's we on burn Poison all bridge. the Bridges. You know how many times? One too many times. Yes, that is correct. The time has come out to draw the line. You know you got to stand. And you see Trevor walking through a field crying. Poison, why have you turned into like a blues rock band? No, well, my first. I'm smashing. I'm smashing the cassette tape at recess in grade six out in the field and throwing it in a puddle. My first exposure to Poison was uh, the Greatest Hits, as I'm sure most people. Well, and that's that a good song way to go. Really stood out, and the other song that uh, stood out was Lay Your Body Down. Turns out CC Deville didn't play on that one either. <laughs> you want to know what my first experience with Poison was? What's that? I was in a treehouse in my farm with my cousin Waylon. And we were we were hanging out. I think we had a broken typewriter and we were playing with it. For some reason, beating the hell out of a typewriter with like a hammer on your kid okay. is pretty fun. My Uncle Ron comes with an extension cord that's probably 200 feet going from the house to the treehouse and a stereo and a tape. And he goes, boys, <laughs> you've got to listen to this. And he puts on Unskinny Bot by Poison. That's that's example and of Bobby Doll right in the mind blowing. And he talks about the video. Goes, they have strippers that are lasers. They have laser girl strippers in this video, kids. And it was I'd listened to Poison before then, but that was my like life changing moment where I became 
Oh, I basically, I basically went down to the courthouse and tried to change my name to Brett that day. Oh. I thought your first experience with uh, poison would be like at the drive-in. No, in no. the basement, lock the cellar door. Behind the bushes? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been even better. Uh, I, uh, see, I would listen to a lot of Dr. Feelgood and uh, Guns N' Roses while waiting outside the Valley River Hall. Because apparently when there was bingo, you know, like community bingo, all the teenagers would just go in their trucks and uh, just sit outside the bingo, not going to it, but they'd pull up in their trucks and have like basically like stereo blasting contests. And they would just see who could play like louder 80s music out of their stereos. Hey, at least that was cool. Have you seen what stereo contests are now like some transformers kind of stuff well there's this like it's this whole culture and there's this um oh, i forget what it's called but this one oh i just bass. stabbed myself damn it <laughs> <laughs> <But there's, laughs> bleeding damn it so there's this one <laughs> i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep this show rolling oh. <laughs> mm, your own blood does taste good but what do humans taste like? Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. Oh, so she's a, a bleeder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this so is like the time my dad cut his fingers off. What? Did I ever tell you, I ever tell you this story? No. Did you, you know get him sewn back on? You know how old men make like crazy old men sounds? Like you know when an old man like lifts something really heavy? You know old man power, right? Yes. You know how old guys can just do miraculously epic things? Like, mm-hmm. if you ever got run over by a car, it was like on you. It'd be like some old man that would lift it off yeah, of you because they have old women man with power. Young children and old men. Some yeah, that's it. That's earth. totally it. A woman with a young tra- uh, child is old man power yeah, too. Yeah, there was a lot of those drafted at the NFL so, draft. But when old men it. when old men use <laughs> old man power, they make old man sounds like they go. Yeah. Bruce so, Springsteen runs on old man power. <laughs> so my dad is out chopping wood and like sawing wood or whatever splitting wood and i'm in the house like coming in from the bathroom i was probably jamming out in the recording space or something right and my dad just walks in he's like ah, ah, ah. i'm like dad what's up he's like oh chop my fingers off ah, ah. he's like panicking hey and he's like going into full panic shock like and he's got his fingers like the tips just a little bit of the tip not like much finger but just the tips. And I'm like, you need a ride? He's like, nope, I'm going to drive in. Oh, go to the hospital. He just like walks out the door. Oh, ah. Yeah, so that's my dad. You uh, got them fixed up? Yeah, he got them sewn on. It was all good. Nice. But but it was pretty awesome old man screaming sounds. So, Okay, back to my story before I was rudely interrupted. I just stabbed myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know. So there's just this note that they use. They put in a CD with this just one bass note that's like, you know, like a humpback whale made it or something. <laughs> and so what it is is you have to soundproof your car <laughs> so it doesn't explode, I guess. And you put in like, you know, as many subs and the car has to be drivable. So you have to drive it into the circle. And you, you don't even listen to it. It's just hooked up to your car is hooked up to a computer and it tells you the sound output of it. And so you can hardly hear it because the car is so soundproof. And there's just nobody's so in the car. So you hear who has the loudest car, but that you can't actually be in. Yeah, you can't actually like really use it. It's just got like a cockpit chair. because. Wait, speaking no of, are they making Top Gun 2? 
They are. Tom Cruise is uh, oh, my on board sweet for it. Lord. I know. And then can they stop making all movies? Yeah, but is Tom even going to get in the cockpit? That's what worries me. It's like he's just going to be in the This is what's going to happen. The entire academy is going to get blown up in the end, and there's only going to be one person left. That would it's going to be Maverick. That would be awesome. He's going to be flying. Don't you kid yourself. He's not going to he's not supposed to be flying cuz he's dangerous. Why does there only have to be one guy who survives? Can't there be two? Well, who are you going to get? Iceman. You think Iceman's coming back? Iceman is going to save the day. It's going to be Did like, Iceman sign on? Is, no, he's he's really out of shape right now, but Well, Iceman needs to stop eating ice cream sandwiches maybe. <laughs> he's going to, you know, don't even Say that Val Kilmer has signed on. Just say like make it that make it seem like he has. He, I want nothing to do with that. Kind of like William Shatner in Star Trek. Nothing to do with it. And then Maverick. It looks like he's done for. Like he's lined up, like in a target lock, and just like Han Solo in Star Wars, just comes out of nowhere, <laughs> just banshee yelling. You just made so many Star Wars and Star Trek references that I didn't understand any of them. Okay. Just Val Kilmer. So, just throwing that out there. The director saying, Val Kilmer is not in this movie. Val Kilmer going, I don't want anything to do with that piece of crap movie. But then there he is. Then there he is. You know they could put in Brett Michaels. They should just put Brett Michaels in. (laughs) He was in a movie. It was called A Letter from Death Row. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) he wouldn't even have a fighter helmet on. He'd just have the bandana on. Let's talk about a letter from Death Row sometime too. I think it's like Brett Michaels and Charlie Sheen on Death Row. What? I know they're best friends, but I've never heard of this movie. Oh no, they made a movie called A Letter from Death Row. I'm thinking that um we can do a live commentary on the podcast. I've seen people do this with podcasts before. Everybody get a get your hands on this movie. Go go to the local blockbuster and rent it. Don't download I- it illegally. I think we need to um, all watch my video and make fun of myself as we're... I think we need to make fun of me in the video as we watch it sometime. Okay, but I next, think we need to say Brent. I think Brent. Brent needs to be around for that. Okay. Because Brent could pick me apart better than basically anyone. He does have that ability. Too. Yes, Brent calls it like he sees it with me. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I'm totally delusional and diva there's, most of the there's time. There's good stuff that we could... Like you stomping, shaking the, shaking the camera like the T Rex, that's sweet, but it's also funny at the same time, I guess. Well, but. in the way I hold the guitar above my head nineteen times, <laughs> I hold the guitar up more times than Brett Michaels goes. Woo, yeah, at the start of nothing but a good time. <laughs> no, uh, it's good. It's yeah, good. everyone go check it out on the blog, and then check it. I'll post it again on the blog because we'll uh, do. We'll some do a commentary. commentary, maybe like the Zoo News you can use. What else are we going to talk about? Maybe my Oh, fridge. I just got a random question for you. Yes. Okay, Dick Clark died, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, all I have to say about Dick Clark, I don't care about the rest. He's a huge deal in rock and roll music, and I love rock and roll music, so I got some mad respect for Dick Clark. Wait, but all he, I want to say- America Bandstand was a show that rock and roll artists went on. Okay, okay, That guy must have seen some crazy <laughs> Think about it. 
think about the things that guy saw backstage. If anybody could write an amazing book, does he have a bio? <laughs> he must I don't know have if wrote one. People under the bus, though. Okay, I want one where Dick Clark throws everyone under the bus, because he must have seen it. Well, wouldn't Ed Sullivan sort of have that too? No, I don't think Ed Sullivan ever talked to the musical acts. He probably hated them all and thought they were all commie bastards. Probably. (laughs) I'm just doing this for the money. But Dick Clark must have saw it, and he must have been in there too. Dick Clark must have had a coked up phase. And the other guy, I'm going to ask you a question now, and this is the only person in the world that I could say I could compare to Dick Clark for having seen something. Johnny Carson? No. Mean Gene Okerlund <laughs> from wrestling. Mean Gene must have saw some crazy. Yes, there's like Mean Gene versus Dick Clark for who saw the most disgusting, sick, twisted, insane things. I'm just gonna leave the listeners with that thought. Maybe you can chime in and let us know. Mean Gene versus Dick Clark. Let us know. Here comes some wisdom at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, our HCSW podcast on Twitter. Yeah, HCSW podcast. It stands for Here Comes Some Wisdom. That's us. That's us. Is that our episode? No, we got to talk about my fridge. Trevor. <laughs> this I is was, a long episode. I always joke that you were born in the early 1900s. Yeah, because I am. But it's not real. I I was living. I was living new dream, though. Because I went without a fridge for 10 days. what you do? Dig a, sh- a hole in the side of a hill? <laughs> Put your preserves in there? Pretty much. Pretty much. No, like, it took the repair guy four... It took four instances of repair guy coming to the house. And, like, I was wanted to teach myself fridge r- repair. I was like, how you hard wait. can it- I always wanted to teach myself refrigerator repair. No, I was going to, because realistically, the fridge has like four things that make it work, right? It's not. Yeah, and science. then you get you inhale some of the gases that are stored in there, and then yes. you turn into a ninja turtle. Yeah, that's you can't like, mess with fridges, or you'll turn into a ninja turtle, probably. And that's just like the song we wrote. What's that? Running free on. Oh, Carter, what have you done? Have you taken my song and made it about your fridge? I have. Have you recorded Slightly. it? Yes. And it's, we're going to hear it in a matter of moments. So it's my song, Running Free, with, with, just, some, with, some, with some alterations. Very minor. You know, I don't want to mess with the artistic integrity of my podcast. Coke Post. I hate you. Oh, you heard shadow before I don't want to see it anymore you know I lose control when you're around all the design that I bleed you lay me down you bury me you know I lose control It's just another night And it's plain
Bart's cool Touch like silk, and all I'm left with is spoiled milk. <laughs> 